We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. As we mark two years of the COVID-19 pandemic, there's no question that it made almost everything in our lives more difficult. You know, things like dating, where some people were pulling out their own hair. That is insane to me. But for others, the pandemic led them right to their very own love story. A real-life fairy tale. How exactly did the coronavirus shape the dating scene? For some, they met their forever person. For others, it was just like the rest of the pandemic. Brutal. This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. If you think about it, the COVID pandemic really did grind our world to a halt. The inability to meet in person is so vital to our everyday lives on so many levels. Remote working wasn't always easy. Remote learning was a nightmare for many. What about dating? In early 2020, the thought of not having in-person dates would have been absurd. But fast forward month or two, restaurants, bars, movie theaters, other places are closing. So what to do? Emily Roth has a story at WWJNewsRadio.com about people that did indeed find love during the pandemic. Courtney Courier is a Michigan native, but now she lives in Portland, Oregon. Courtney told Emily that she wasn't exactly sure what to do when it came to dating in the pandemic. How can you socialize without socializing? The first voice you'll hear is our author, Emily, the other, Courtney. So like during the pandemic, I mean, if you're an extrovert and you're a people person, you love to talk, you're going to be struggling. And that's what she said. She struggled a lot. So a friend who knew that about her was like, hey, you should check out this app. To me, it felt like during the pandemic, things were so uncertain. The last thing I wanted to do was enter in a relationship. You know, like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep living in this apartment. If, am I going to have to go home to Bay City? Like, what am I going to do? I just really was like, I'm just going to do things on my own and figure it out. But in the interim of that, I met with a friend and she was like, because she knows I'm like, I love to talk and I'm a people person. And that was really hard for me during the pandemic as well. She said, have you heard of the app Clubhouse? I was like, no, what is this? And I downloaded it. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of it, but um, it was back in its beta days. So it wasn't super big yet. And she described it as like a school cafeteria where you go and you try and find your table of people. And once you find that table of people, you come back to that table every day and you talk with the same group of people. The night she downloaded it, she said that she found one, a group called Come Hang Out With Us. And she went in there and she said that she felt right at home because it was full of Michigan people, like people from Lansing and Ann Arbor. There was a few L.A. and New York people. And then there was the one Australian. We're going to talk about that Australian man more in a minute. He does become a main character in this story. So Courtney was using an app, Clubhouse to be specific. It's a social media app that leans on audio and video. It's not a dating app. Other people, though, they had to get creative, which became pretty difficult. I guess where I, how I started meeting people would be at public places like a park where you could socially distance or whatnot. But at some point, people just found it acceptable to start inviting you over to their house without even meeting you. And that just was not comfortable for me. It's shocking to see how commonplace that became. Oh, just come on over. Oh, come on over to my house. Let's have a drink. Let's have dinner. Oh, let's watch a movie. And I don't even know who these people are. They're complete strangers. Why would I go over to your house? So then, of course, you lose a match if you're on, you know, a dating site or whatnot. You you can lose a match because then they think that you don't want to meet up. 
then they think that you might not be real. You might be a catfish because you're trying to take precautions and keep yourself safe. That is Cassandra Fawson. Full disclosure, just like Emily, Cassandra, a coworker of mine. Back to Courtney, our Portland living friend. The boundaries that are set when you're not in person, they were vital to her. And for Emily, that proved that online dating is as real as anything else. This time, the first voice you'll hear will be our dater, Courtney. Having distance and boundaries in place was so helpful for me, at least in my process, because I wasn't ready to be intimate again. I wasn't ready to, oh, move in with me right away. So for six months, it was just talking and getting to know somebody, and it felt very organic and I think in today's world like you know you meet somebody you sleep with them and you move in like that was like normal right and I Mm -hmm. love that this felt more like a courtship and we genuinely understood that we were giving each other our time because it's all we had and I realized too that that's the most important thing in a relationship is sharing time with somebody not you know expenses or sex or gifts or anything like that it's really time. Don't knock it till you try it. And uh, she did it. And it's kind of like this realization that, you know, you just download it one night and you meet this person and it works out so perfectly. And you could say, oh, is it because of the boundaries or is it because of the person? I think it was both for them. Well, not being able to meet in person can make things difficult when it comes to dating. It wasn't all bad. Welcome back to the Australian man Courtney met on Clubhouse. His name is Cameron McDougall, and Cameron and Courtney did indeed begin a long-distance relationship. Courtney told Emily that the distance, while difficult, was actually a blessing, and it is just the most adorable story you will ever hear. When I heard her talk about it, I was like, what's wrong with my relationship? (laughs) Like, I live in the same home, and this intimacy is just something that you don't get every day, and she had that every day with him. It turned into us just waking up and falling asleep with each other, still on our laptops, because I was on unemployment during that time, um, and so I was at home just, you know, applying for jobs, figuring it out. He was working from home, and so it was just like we were virtually hanging out 24-7. We would go to the grocery store together and, like, grocery shop together. We would cook together. I at one time saw him almost set his house on fire. we do little baths dates you know we'd set up and we'd each have a bath so it was like we were doing like things that you would do together but virtually it was honestly like more involved than any relationship I ever was in you know you can say that internet dating is not real but when it comes down to it talking and communicating is one of the most important things you can have in a relationship and you're forced to talk and communicate and set up these boundaries with someone long distance over the internet For Cassie, she says a lot of the pressures were lifted, which, like Courtney also said, helped. I guess the only thing that was easier was there wasn't so much pressure to meet up right away. There was more time to get to know somebody. As opposed to, you know, sometimes you match right away and the pressure's on, well, I want to meet, I want to meet tomorrow or I want to meet tonight or let's go get coffee now. And you couldn't do that during the pandemic. So you had more time to get to know somebody on an intellectual, emotional level through conversation as opposed to just meeting somebody off the bat within an hour or two of matching, which is more commonplace before the pandemic. You have more time to get to know somebody, I say the word intimately, but emotionally, like emotionally intimately, if that's even a thing, is you get to know someone's likes, dislikes, 
something they're really interested in, something that they hate, something that, I mean, you get the big picture as opposed to just a really small photo with a profile of 120 characters or something like that. <laughs> so you get the whole person before you actually even meet them. Remember, this is all happening during the pandemic. The pandemic has helped turn the world into a more polarizing place than it ever was before. And if you listen to Cassie swiping left or right, that was impacted too. The I am vaccinated sticker became your political viewpoint regardless. So you would have people in their profile who would say vaccines don't work, swipe left. It became politicized to the point where... People were matching or not matching because of your vaccination status. The pandemic has been very difficult. There's no doubt about it. Finding a silver lining isn't really a thing when hundreds of thousands of people have died. But that doesn't mean that something positive cannot grow from the ashes. Here's Emily one more time. You know, we think about the pandemic and it's just so sad and grim and we can't avoid that. But hearing their story... They would have never met if it wasn't for the pandemic and the lockdown. And I mean, like, I just fell into like a pile of mush, you know, listening to her and reading it and writing it and looking at their photos and just how romantic and how just everything just fell into place for them. It just truly couldn't get any more adorable. So I'll leave you with this. We'll put a bow on the story with some positivity. Cameron, our Australian friend, moved to the U.S. last year, and he and Courtney get married on March 20th. And no, it won't be over the phone or Zoom. It'll be in Portland. Courtney tells Emily that it will be a small ceremony, but we know this. There's nothing small about their love or their story. Big thanks to Emily Roth, Courtney Courier, and Cassandra Fawson for making this podcast happen. Make sure you read Emily's story about pandemic dating at wwjnewsradio.com. There she tells the story of several couples. Our theme music is written and produced by Ozone Music and Sound in Royal Oak. I'm Zach Clark, and this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.